Welcome to ELL 204. Quick story to tell you guys. My wife and I are pregnant. We're in the hospital, right? Sitting in this room with a bunch of other prego couples. And some jackass is literally chewing tobacco, spitting it into a Pepsi bottle in front of all these pregnant women. Look, I don't know if you know much about pregnant women. The most disgusting, horrible thing you can do. And he's just holding the bottle. Just holding it. But tell you what, we got a new sponsor, Zipix Toothpicks. No chaw, no spit, no smoke, my friends. Zipix, Z-I-P-P-I-X, toothpicks.com. Give you that nicotine feel. They give you that hand-to-mouth feel. Two milligram, three milligram toothpicks. You decide how much nicotine you get in there. It is amazing. Wish I'd thought of it. They got six different flavors that are fantastic. It's non-inhalation nicotine but it still allows you to chew and suck and kind of like get that feel in your mouth. They cost less than cigs. They cost less than that disgusting dip I was talking about. They cost less than about everything nowadays because everybody's taxing the living crap out of you, as I know living in LA and most of you live in New York. Guys, check them out. Amazing. ZipixToothpicks.com. Try out one of six different flavors. Use the promo code LION to get 10% off. ZipixToothpicks.com. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Oh, that's right. That's right. Grab another turkey leg because this is our very special Thanksgiving 2020 show. Two special guests here, everybody. Count them, one, two, one of whom you guys all know very, very well. That is Felony Friday's own John Odermatt. Odie, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Brian. And uh, I can't believe it. We actually got to to drink and uh, laugh in uh, in person last weekend. So that was, we did. That we'll, was we'll get to that after I bring in my other special guest. You guys never thought I'd get him. I've been talking him up for weeks. Let's hit the graphic. All right. What's going on with Schneider Watch? And we're back to announce no news on Rob Schneider, everybody. Welcome, J.B. Lubin, to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I feel like it's been, it's been a little bit, but, you know. Uh, I feel like a, just a last minute. I, I just, I just made the roster. And now I'm already on the field. Don't know the place, but you know, yeah, man, you know, you're, give me, you're my just number, give me the damn ball anyway. Just you're uh, my number one Schneider jets. backup. Yeah, I know, I know. Whatever Rob Schneider can bring to the table, I know JB can bring to the table just as well, if not better. Uh, Rob Schneider brags about being half Filipino. JB can brag about being at least I'd say three quarter, three quarters black and, uh, and one quarter French or maybe all black and French. I don't know how it works out with that combination, to be honest, of nationalities. Uh, it works quite difficultly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there was rape involved. Let's not too get early JB. We're not drunk enough for those kind of jokes. Shame on you. Rob Schneider wouldn't have made that joke, but yeah, yeah, we're here. <laughs> As Odie was saying, usually we do it with that. Uh, we for years we did it with Johnny Rocket, and uh, and we had brought Raylene Lightheart, who's a great sweetheart over there. That girl, she knows about cornucopias because um, man, that girl's cornucopia has been full of babies. I think she has eighteen children. Am I wrong, 
over under over under two i don't know somewhere 92 children but she is an awesome chick for liberty and very funny so we're without her because they were a team and we decided to fly solo we were supposed to have mark with us today mark bailed because he is a thankless bitch so when we get into our what you're thankful for what you're least thankful for store that in the old noggin guys if you would and rico was a maybe i guess he's flying out to florida tomorrow so he said he had too much packing to do um, although I feel like if you're going anywhere near Cuba, you could probably get packed pretty good down there without having to bring anything extra. Anyway, that's what's up. I am still feeling shitty because Rico and Odie and I spent the weekend in Cleveland. So yes, guest number one, John Odermatt, what are you drinking now? How do you feel currently? Well, right now, I'm drinking a uh, Modelo. Then I got, of course, my go-to Sweetwater 420 that I'll be uh, guzzling down for the remainder of the show after this final Modelo of the case. But uh, how do I feel? Uh, right now, I feel great. Um, driving. Um, well, I, I don't want to give too much information. The governor of Pennsylvania could be listening. So teleporting <laughs> don't give me your on, uh, on Sunday from... Uh, where I was to where I live. Odie literally yeah. avoided street very cameras. Good. This is very funny. Very he literally avoided taking the fastest route so that they could not be caught on government cameras yeah. at any of the turnpikes. Jeez. Okay, a couple of questions. So what model are you drinking? It's a uh, special. Oh, very good choice. Yeah. Really? Very See, I, like, I prefer Negro Modelo more than a special. Especially, I like that Caribbean light lager. It's very drinkable, you know. When oh, you it's just super, want, it's perfect just to drink. Yeah, like six of them. Like, I used great. to have that. See, I used to like that. Then, like anything, I got sick of it. Like PBR, I could drink. Got sick of it. Uh, you know, Case of Stones. You still like that? Which is just Coors Light in a different can. Got rid of that. Those, Terrible. Those beers are far inferior to Modelo Especial, though. Those are very inferior beers yeah, that you're, not even on the you're describing. Level. Yeah, my series started responding to you about the beers. Thank you, Siri. Shut the fuck up, Siri. But to say, uh, to, I guess to finish your question, Brian, how do I feel now? I feel good now. Um, you know, the drive home was was rough, not easy, and the rest <laughs> of the day was not easy. But uh, <laughs> by what say Tuesday? Yeah, so it's Tuesday now. I, I feel good. Feel another question. Another question to interject. Did you really drive to where you went? Wink, wink. Solely <laughs> for the purpose of this dunk. No, no. I mean, I, I wanted to hang out with uh, Rico. Well, yeah, Ryan, I guess there's course. that too. I forget. I forget. Some people might want to do that. Some other uh, people did drive just for the dunk. <laughs> I thought, honestly. So we let Anthony come just to watch the dunk. For those of you out there who are not in the pride, we have a bet that that I, Brian McWilliams, the great Brian McWilliams, who is six three, unbelievably athletic, as athletic as I am, good looking. So that tells you how athletic I am. But we had a bet that I was going to dunk a basketball and Rico happens to have a basketball net in his driveway. Now there's a slight decline on the driveway. And when I mean slight, I'm not talking about you can sled down it. It was what Odie, maybe a one and a half inch grade. Yeah. Just enough. So like, you know, when it rains, the, you know, the, the, yeah, rain the water will go down. Yeah. And did we not adjust the driveway height? And addressed the rim height before I dunked. We measured it. Yeah, well, the reason it. we did is because I came out and said, that looks super high. That's, that's and that's what I said too. <laughs> and it was then too high. I, 
Odie and I, despite having, no, basically actually, the two tallest people thought it was high, and it looked fucking crazy high. It's actually it two high. inches too low, so they raised it up. <laughs> oh, really? It was very daunting going in. I was throwing, I was out there. I mean, Grant already drunk. It was freezing, and I'm like, I'm like, usually in Santa Monica when I was practicing out here in L.A. I was like, but it to jump up and I'm hitting like mid palm and I'm like, oh, this is going to be simple. And then on Rico's, I'm going out there jumping up and I'm missing it completely. I'm hitting the tip of my finger. I was like, fuck, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. I'm going to miss terribly. So anyway, continuing. Um, am I t- I'm, so I'm telling the story of the dunk. Well, or- the measuring part, the measuring. Oh, yeah, the, the measuring part. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I've seen a lot of basketball hoops in my day. I've played a fair amount of basketball, not recently, but you can tell by looking at a hoop if it's the, you know, if it's high, if it's low. Rico has some sort of like small backboard hoop that has like no backboard. It barely comes down under the rim at all. Yeah. And uh, it just threw off my death perception, really, and probably threw off Brian's death perception, too, the first couple times he tried to dunk. It was an optical illusion I could not explain. It may have been. It may have existed in a different dimension. No, it I guess did. I guess can I can I pause for another question? This one's directed towards Brian. Of course, now, this is the scientific inquiry about my. No, uh, I understand you are three. You're you are six three, and I do know you as a person. I've known you for quite some time. You do play basketball, so it doesn't think it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that you could dunk. Is this due to your age? C- could you say at age twenty dunk far more easily than? I would this. say definitely. Yeah. Well, so- how this came up, how this all <laughs> fucking came up was that we were uh, degenerate gamblers. We were arguing and I told Rico that I could dunk and both Odie and Rico said, no, you can't dunk. And I was telling Rico, I was like, you were there for me fucking dunking idiot in college. I could definitely dunk. I could two hand dunk in college. He refused to believe me. Then of course the prides watching I, the stream, they get involved. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Could you dunk so they in college, to- Odie? I could never dunk a basketball. I could dunk. Odie a can't jump over a, a line of ants that's going. So you for can't a palm pile. a basketball. Is that the problem? No. Yeah, I can't palm a basketball. Okay. You know what he can palm? A tiny dick. <laughs> Two hand that tiny dick. You know what they say? I, you two palm a tiny dick. I, I don't. I don't know. What do What do they say about? Gonna, that? I was just gonna. I was just gonna leave that floating. Just there. Gonna leave that hanging. <laughs> yeah. So. Long story short, we're drinking, we're watching Penn State play. Penn State's terrible. Terrible. And I'm only going to tell half of this, the, the stories of the evening because they get far more ridiculous later on. Watching Penn State suck. And we'll save, save the hammered. rest of the stories for uh, degenerate gamblers, which for we're recording gamblers. tomorrow. So. Right. And you have to go to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty to hear the rest of this epic tale. But I will tell you about the dunk. So I go up there, right? It's halftime. I'm like, Fired up, like, woo, let's go. We got uh, Anthony Meyer, one of our biggest uh, Pride members out there. He's he's in Cleveland. He came out just to watch and witness. We measure the tape. Rico gets a goddamn ladder, measures it. We have a picture of it. We have to raise the thing two inches. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely fucked now. There's no goddamn way. Go out there, take it some practice runs. You know, I'm jumping a little bit. Clang, clang. I'm missing. I'm using a Nerf, tiny Nerf ball. Clang, missing it. Missing the net completely. Clanging a bunch, right? Take off my heavy Penn State sweatshirt. And then I decide it's time to show these boys what's really fucking up. What's going on? Oh, yeah. This was this was like Dragon Ball Z, huh? You were wearing a, like a weighted tame. vest when, yeah, when you were training. Tame. Is that what yeah, it was? Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Dragon Ball so Z. I take Z off solo. my shirt. Let's say, give me the ball. 
And I swear to God, this happened. I turned to Rico. And I said, well, I'm roping a dope in this shit. I say, give me 1,000 to one odds. You've been watching me miss this fucking net. And I was missing it by a lot, right, Odie? Like, embarrassing. And I, and I asked, part. who was the dope you were roping? <laughs> so that would be yourself, right? It would have been myself. So I'm, I'm like, Rico, 1,000 to one odds. Uh, you, you know, you bet, I'll bet five bucks. And you have to owe me. He's like, what is that? How much do I owe you then? I was like, I don't know. So drunk. I was like, I don't know. $3,000. Won't take it because he's a fucking pussy. Sure as shit, get the real basketball, which, yes, I acknowledge, was a women's side basketball. So it was like a half an inch smaller, but that's what we had. Run up to that net. Throw it right fucking down. No problem. But there was a question. And by the way, the video of this is in the Pride. If you join the Pride, it's on our Facebook page. You can mm-hmm. see the entire video. So there's some questions. Even though I'm yelling, fuck your mother at the top of my lungs, <laughs> to the entire neighborhood, as two women are walking their dogs by, I don't care. They can both suck my dick because I just dunked that fucking basketball right wow. on their shit. So what do we do, Odie? I said, give me that ball back. I said, give me it back. And then... On the second dunk, I slammed it down with authority. No question. Bam, shagalaga. And actually, upon upon review, wow. I think I think both dunks were clean. But the first dunk, which it's weird when I watched it at like regular speed, I thought the second dunk was cleaner than the first. But when I watched it back again, the first dunk was cleaner than the second. Really? Yeah, I thought the second dunk was cleaner than the first. So I thought the second that was in my hand the whole time when I banged it down, the second dunk made it came out a little bit. Or the first one came out. Anyway. Anyway, it was, uh, I think they were good dunks. Of course, you could, I mean, people could dispute the women's basketball, women's basketball. Why does Rico have women's basketball? Don't we all dispute women's basketball even existing? It's That's, that's really what we should be talking about. I've never seen a WNBA <laughs> game. We wouldn't have had this issue with the men's versus women's basketball. Uh, women's basketball just did not exist. Thanks, I didn't even Title know nine. women use a different size basketball. Or was this it is- a youth basketball? Was it Rico's son's basketball? Yeah, I didn't even think that exists. Do women really use a different size basketball? I, I guess. Which makes it even sadder they can't dunk, and I can at 6'3 and 40 and fat, fucking 15 pounds overweight, a jubbing up in here. But yeah, that's a good segue into Thanksgiving talk, right, guys? JB, what are you drinking down there? Uh, I've got some uh, some Kinsey Rye. It's a Philadelphia distillery, actually. Uh, super Ooh. local. Nice. Pretty good. Is that any good? Yeah, I like it. I've been drinking a lot of rye lately. Do they make yeah. Ripple? Because I ever since I got into Sanford and Sons like a long time ago, uh, I wanted Ripple, and they don't make it anymore. Like you can't find it. It doesn't exist. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, I only know it in reference to that show. Actually, right? I don't think I've ever had it. Guys, what is Ripple? Lions of Liberty? Is we it, need like our own Ripple schnapps? brand. We need a Ripple brand I've for never sure. Seen it anywhere. I feel like I need to know now. So, Dude, JB, with the local distillery, like how long have they been open for? What's uh, like how long are they aging stuff for? This is age four years. Um, how long have they been open? I'm sure it's on the bottle somewhere, but they've been. I think they've been here as long as I've lived in the city. So, I don't know. Probably maybe eight years old. I don't know. So, how long until us peasants are allowed to distill our own alcohol without having to do it out in the middle of the woods? Are we <laughs> not allowed? Them. Are we still not allowed? I, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 99% sure we're still not allowed to do that. 
Although with all the bars fucking closing, maybe that's a silver lining we get out of COVID is that all the bars closed. So they're like, yeah, it's brewing at home, you guys. Have fun. Really? So we're not allowed to distill. We can make you wine can, and beer, though. You but can we make beer so liquor. For sure, it's not just liquor. recently with because it's only recently with a couple you like you just named the local distillery in Philly. There's a couple in uh, Pittsburgh now. There was some law change to allow even that to happen. But I, like, like, it sounds like there's going to be a so lot strange. of row homes in Philly. Like, I can, I can see how maybe they don't want you to have some kind of still in your basement. But if you're a company that you know builds a factory, why wouldn't you be allowed to make whiskey? I don't well, yeah, but we're talking about individual liberty, man. We're talking about making a little yeah, little grandpa's that moonshine too, this, in the basement. Like, what special dispensation did they have to make? Because they're like they're on a like wholesale, like they're on a manufacturing scale making whiskey. They're not mm-hmm. homemakers, so right. But yes, you you should be allowed to have a little still in your basement. As I agree. I agree. You know. uh, yeah, I definitely agree. But I didn't I mean, know like there was restrictions like a, to doing it duplex. even at the commercial level. That you well, said it's like that. anything, though. There's a lot of things you can do. Even now, you could do a lot of things legally in your building, but if you fuck someone else up, like, oh, like owning a shotgun. I just bought a shotgun. Haven't shot it yet. Got it like last week, literally. As I was going out of town, I was like, honey, we have a shotgun. Here's how it works. Clack, 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 clack. Here, enjoy. So, you know, <laughs> good thing she didn't have to use it. <laughs> Yeah, because considering that <laughs> tutorial, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it was literally like, and it's like, like, what with the clips that goes in the bottom? I was like, here you go. Chick, 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 pop, clack, clack. Here you go. Bye. I got to go out of town. I was like, just use the pistol. I'll see you later. Use the, use the baseball bat. But I mean, like, look, there's a lot of shit you can legally do now that would definitely, if it went wrong, like a still exploding in a basement of a building, eh, you got to pay for it. You can't shoot guns up through the ceiling of places. But you're allowed to have guns. It's kind of like the same you concept, like right? You, like you were responsible. Like, what do you mean? Why would you do that? Like your Yosemite Sam or something? Like I don't understand. Like in cel- like, every just time, shooting. <laughs> JB, I fortunately there's nobody above this. It's my den. But every time we get a new twenty five dollar nut Mufasa patron, I go and I dance around just like Sam and Sam shooting through my through my roof. Well, I think what Brian's getting at is like uh, sort of the argument against people having their own, uh, you know, if they're freaking making their own nuclear energy, if they're uh, doing fission or fusion in their house and they have a, a miniature think, uh, reactor to, to power their home. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation a few years ago, actually. It's like, yeah. when is it, when, where is the line in the case where? The, the level of like expertise you need to keep this from being dangerous is too high and you can't reasonably have it unless you know you prove it to us by some type of certification or metrics you can't just well, let you or have it would be, this or it would be with the NAP, it, it would have to be somewhere you could not hurt other people with it like so you could never you would not be allowed by the rules of the domicile you all shared you would just have to not be allowed to do it in that domicile right you'd have to have it somewhere where the potential would have to be outside or the reasonable potential for danger. Cause obviously if you cook a Turkey in an apartment building and you overcook the Turkey, this being the Thanksgiving cornucopia slash Bukaki episode. Um, yeah. I mean, reasonably you're probably not going to burn it down, but if you have, if you're developing nuclear weapons of some sort or packing your own ammo or cooking meth, eh, reasonably you could say that you might have to go outside and you're breaking the rules of the, complex that you have all jointly shared to go in on 
you say comp, well, what if it's just like a uh, a neighborhood? You know, they build neighborhoods today with houses right next to each other. So, I mean, you blow off the side of a house, you could easily. <laughs> well, even then, I think the oh, it's like the same thing that you would agree with. Okay, but in that same scenario, you're not building a shooting range, right? You have a foot between your house and your neighbor's house. You're not going to put in a shooting range where you can go outside your window and shoot through the one foot area at their window. Like there's got to be some, well, let's not pretend that the law, I mean, the law does not govern everything. Reason has to play some part in everything. So in a, you know, reasonably, I think most people that respect property rights would not have a still in their basement, knowing that if shit goes wrong, they're going to horribly injure somebody. And if it did, of course, they could be, you know, the, to the fullest there extent. There is a possibility of, for that, you know. Alcohol is flammable and explosive under the right conditions, and you are distilling yeah, very it, much so. so. Very much so. I, I think I think there is something to that because you don't hear about like, or at least I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's happened, but you know, somebody cooking meth blowing up like you know, like an apartment complex or something. Normally, it's like they're out in the fucking middle of nowhere. And, Usually uh, it's an RV. A tra- a trailer or, blows up or something. Yeah. And I think yeah. the process, from what I can tell, the process of cooking meth would be too conspicuous in an apartment building. Like your neighbors would know and someone would rat you out or something would like you know, I think you couldn't I hide it as easily. In real Maybe shitty wrong. apartments, man. Maybe everybody's well, in, in real there real smoking meth. I'm sure Maybe no you're the dealer. Maybe you're the dealer for all the people that live in there. Then they're like, boy, it smells like a lot of meth. And they're like, mm, something's cooking. Dinner, and so the guy comes out and he's done the math and he rings scale. a little bell. You should see. It. You should go onto the floor of like organic chem labs. You can smell all the solvents in the hallway. It's like, <laughs> for all the ELL fans. And that's out what Jamie are, does uh, over his lunch hour to get high. Follow his podcast, right. Lunch Hour with JB, where he tells you exactly where to go to get high. Sorry, I'm confused. <laughs> that's Bravo and Beer Talk. That's Bravo and Beer with the new podcast. For all the. uh ELL fans out there who are you know, veterans of cooking meth. I'm sure there's plenty, thousands. Um, yeah, please join the Lions of Liberty Forum and tell us how you cook your meth because we'd love to know. Better yet, join the Lions of Liberty Pride to tell us that because yeah, it's even better. We, are, we are definitely still under the watchful eye of Sauron. Although I hope that a lot of people out there that were zucked from uh, part of the problem, Secret Circle. Who else got zucked recently? I, Tom I heard that they're going to allow those pages or groups or whatever to come back, but well, it was just a election lot. shit. Yeah, I don't know. We were getting a ton of those warnings for a while where I had to approve shit. And like, although they marked something, God, they marked something false that got posted recently, which pissed me the fuck off so badly. And I can't well, there remember. There were two things was. I posted about the election that got marked false. Well, this was about Governor Newsom. It was, and it was something about like, it marked it uh, untrue because you know Newsom posted something about you know new rules or something, and it was I don't know. It's just their arbitration is so blatantly and clearly biased just to go along with the most leftist possible narrative. It's a fucking joke. Like you can see why there's going to be Parler should just start up something that's exactly like Facebook, but for Parler, they must have a bunch of money coming in now. Just do it. Well, Parler's not really a uh, competitor with Facebook. It's more a competitor with Twitter. I think well, like yes, MeWe. Thank you. I know, but yeah, MeWe is more. I'm not on MeWe yet. It's not. For I me. am on Maroads. Dot. I'm not going to tell you the last part. 
Then our buddy Dan started up, which we oh, have yeah. to look into, Odie. Yeah, I need you to get into that. I looked into it quickly. I need to spend some time. I know. So a, a guy that uh, one of our, our listeners is pri- and Pride members, I'm not going to say his full name because this is secret right now. I'm not going to say the full level, uh, the full name of the website, but looking into, you know, more freedom based kind of social registering, social uh, networking platform. So I'm very social interested registering. Yes, we're going to register. We're going to register you socially. Movement. <laughs> the last thing libertarians need is something to register them socially. We're going to grade you like the Chinese. Based upon how many your how your memeing is, how your facial hair is, Pete Quinonez, dead last, both. <laughs> <laughs> so it begins. Ah, you got got punch up. Um, okay. Punch up, punch out, punch over, just punch. Actually, punch is it punching around. up? I guess the Pete's kind of punching straight across, except I'm taller than him. Right in the face. Yeah, right. Just right. Just knock those fucking glasses right off his face. All right. Well, let's get into. That's that's mean. Very mean. What? I shouldn't. Yeah. What's with all the animosity? I feel like that really got very aggressive very quickly. I have nothing to repeat. Punching his glasses off as someone who wears glasses. That's uh. There's no greater insult. Can we call him the Quinn one? Like Quinones, just a Quinn Quinn one. Like uh, it's like like Kwai Jung, whatever that guy from Star Wars. Quijong, Quijong. Well, you Quai know Gong. me, Brian. I know you haven't fucking seen it. Yeah, exactly. Thank Quai you. Quijong, Jin. Quijong, like thank you. There yeah, you go, Quai JB. Gong. I need somebody else that gets pop culture references in this. For Odie, it's always got to be, it's got to be anything. It's Casablanca or um, what was the other one you saw? Solar Babies from 1982. Solar Babies. <laughs> Why don't you watch movies? Babies. That's. I watch a lot of movies. Not that. I just don't watch like all JB, the, have you uh... seen Solar Babies? No. I think we've oh, talked about I think you've asked me to see it. I'm like, I said no. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't know why people stuff, won't watch movies like, about rollerblading children in the future who need to fight against uh, Mad Max monsters to get. So- I can't remember exactly the plot, but something about solar energy. Did I sell it? <laughs> that anyway. Listen to my other podcast, Solar Baben, where I. Uh, Try to remember the name of this podcast, but I drive by yelling it at hot chicks on the uh, street. <laughs> hey, Solar Baby. And they go, what? And I go, never mind, idiot. And then I do it the next stoplight. All right, moving on. Um, let's get into some shiznit, idiots. So we have our topics. Do we, do we want to space them out? I want to know who your biggest, like, who are you thankful for, number one? Or what? Who or what are you thankful for? Maybe we should save that for the end because that's sappy. I want to know who you're not thankful for, and I want to know your biggest turkey of 2020. See, that's tough to distinguish between who you're not thankful for and the biggest turkey. Like, is the biggest well, the not turkey... thankful for could be a few things. It doesn't have to be just one. It could be like a, a it could be a cornucopia, as they say. Well, how do you how do you define turkey? Is a turkey just like a uh, a buffoon, or is a turkey like a, a jive turkey? Uh, yeah, jive turkey. Jive. Mm. So it doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be yeah, black. Jive ice turkey. Because jive turkey is any color. Yeah, just anyone can be a jive turkey. turkey. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> there you go. It didn't take long. All right. Well, Odie, then you you kick it off, and we don't have to do mullets. Let's start off with. Uh, who are you not thankful for? 
or well, I what? Mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is the most obvious thing ever, but I'm not thankful for COVID. I'm not thankful for uh, all this lockdown bullshit that, that's, uh, that's been happening. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save my dry, jive turkey to go farther into some of these things. But, uh, I mean, just 2020, <laughs> this, this year has been, been crap. Not that there's been great things that have happened, but I, l- I like you keep your uh, your accusations of turkeyhood broad like your asshole. Good, but uh, nice and wide. That's not can sure. fit a lot in there. Like a good, like a good turkey. White asshole. That's uh, can fit a lot of stuff in there. Wide out, deep assholes. That's really what we go for on this show. That's an old joke. <laughs> those of you out there. But when it comes to, uh, if we're just going to, I'll just go right into who, who my jive turkey is. I mean, it's hard to say going between, picking between two governors. I mean, I'm sure you guys have your, well, JB and I would, would probably share a governor. So maybe I'll save one for him. But I think the jivest turkeys of the governors is uh, Andrew Cuomo. And mm. he's sort of the one that set off this whole lockdown nonsense throughout the country. He's not my governor. He's a governor of New York, obviously, on Pennsylvania. But uh, our governor has gone in lockstep with him from the very start. That son of a bitch uh, got the pandemic wrong by putting COVID-positive senior citizens into nursing homes, which uh, resulted in I don't know how many thousands of deaths, and then wrote a fucking book about how he did, uh, how he did, got COVID right, how he's a hero. And yeah. uh, To make it Thanksgiving-related, it would be like Martha Stewart shoving a bunch of turkeys into an oven that was way too hot, burning the shit out of all the turkeys, and then issuing a book about Martha Stewart bakes turkeys during the Holocaust, to extend the metaphor. Ridiculous. Exactly. Perfect. COVID old people at Holocaust. And, and, I mean, the thing is, it, it never stops. And then, you know, the vaccine comes out, which is a whole different topic we could get into the vaccine good bad what is it um i'd love to hear jb's thoughts on it but and cuomo immediately is saying that he doesn't want new york to have the vaccine if trump's giving it out because trump will mess it up and it'll get all screwed up it has to be rolled back what the fuck are you talking about man what are you talking about it's yeah. it's all gonna be the same people nothing's nothing's gonna change handing out the <laughs> vaccine it's just freaking asinine and he gets away with it that's that's the craziest part. There's nobody in the media. I mean, a little bit on the right, people hold him accountable. But the left, I mean, nah, no one even questions it. Anything he says. Dude, people, like, the, the whole goddamn vaccine thing. I also thought it was ridiculous where, where I think it was Whitmer and some other people would say they, they wouldn't take the vaccine. Like, I think Kamala Harris said it, too. I'm not taking a vaccine that Trump gives me. It's like a, you like those, bad, those old movies where it's like the hero and the villain. And the whole movie, they're battling it out, right? And the villain's got uh, you know, the evil serum, and then the hero's got the anti-serum. And at the end of the movie, the villain is hanging off the cliff. Maybe maybe he grabbed onto a helicopter. I don't know. You know these things, whatever they do. Grabs onto a helicopter. The hero's like, God, let me save you. Take my hand. I have the antidote. And Cuomo would be the guy, like, falling off the helicopter. His hands are slippery. Soaking with sweat, slowly slips. And he goes, please, I can save you. It's in the chopper. And Cuomo just slowly gives him the finger and falls. Could have had the vaccine. Too proud. Too proud. 
Yep, That's quite the reenactment there. Well, I guess I expected a slow clap or applause, but I guess uh, I booked. Guys, welcome to the Thanksgiving show where Brian has booked on the wrong two guests. Two true low energy imbeciles uh, to join him on this Thanksgiving. You know what, though? The thing is, I thought I was going to be low energy and I was all day. I was so so I was hungover yesterday, had to fly, by the way, which fucking sucked Uh, after. So Odie went home. Odie drove his ass home. He stayed up, played beer pong with us right on uh, on Saturday. Came, mm-hmm. got there in time for the Penn State game. Rico and I have been up since 10 a.m. drinking and uh, and playing beer pong. So Odie rolls in. We start to watch Penn State. They, of course, suck. So now we're really into drinking because they're so goddamn terrible. Then Anthony shows up because we're like, oh, yeah, come on over. We're going to do the half at halftime coming up. So he comes in. We're drinking. Actually, he doesn't drink. Hanging out with the three of us, not drinking, Spangle style, embarrassing, but still had a wonderful time because we're crazy people. Do the dunk. So drunk, so excited, so happy. Go back inside, continue to drink. We go out to what, a brewery? Two breweries. Remember, we got to save some of these stories, though. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, I'm telling you too much. Telling you too much. <clears throat> well, sorry, guys. Can't finish that story. You got to listen to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty on the Degenerate Gambler Show. Point being, I am very hungover. And uh, yeah, so was Rico. And there's funny stories to tell about. All right. So moving on. JB, give me your, th- who you're, who you're, well, we'll save who you're thankful for. Who's your least thankful Person or happenings of 2020? Least thankful person or happenings? Can't be me. <laughs> Blanking on it now. What am I least thankful for this year? I count the ways. I don't it's know. So hard. We should have it's done so it hard. The, 12, the 12 least thankfuls of Christmas. Yeah, it's what, what happened? Sean Connery died. It's so hard. That you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you say that's the the thing I'm least. But it, what it have? Yeah, but how about this? Has a silver lining. How funny would it have been if Sean Connery died? Like you know, they wanted Idris Elba to take over for James Bond, which I also really want. So he'd be awesome. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I think he would have done if, a good job with that. What if you're sad about Sean Connery dying, but he was like Idris Elba? Fuck that black motherfucker. You're like, good, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off, Sean Connery. Thank God you're dead. Are you gonna uncover right. some are you gonna uncover some audio of him saying that? Well, let me audio my phone right Connery. now. Raging racist. Idris Elba. Can't believe that they let him take a gun in his eye, let alone a spear. What a <laughs> wow. trick. Do you think that I let him fuck my wife? And then after the fuck show, my wife will never fuck me again. Fuck that black bastard. He'll never be 007. And Brian's that was canceled. That was a good run. That was good the, run. That was good the run. recording. It's high quality, I'm not canceled. Too. Those are all complimentary things, by the way, to Idris Elba. Did I say anything negative Idris Elba in there? Doesn't matter. God, rest in peace, Sean Connery, you racist dick. I don't think he Yikes. was racist. Yeah, I'm just, I've been, ever since the election, I've just been floating. 
you know, completely detached. If I <laughs> if I try to tether myself to 2020, I'm just going to be driven mad. I've decided. But you got that giant black dick Sean Connery's talking about. Come on, man. Tether and float. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm just going to ride the crest <laughs> into 2021. <laughs> you got to give more than that, JB. No bitching out. What can I say? Like, everything is terrible. Like Everything is terrible. I know. My football teams are combined 0-15. How about Adam Gase? How about that for my turkey of 2020? I watched this guy. How is he not fired? Because it's too late. Because we want to lose every game. That's why he's not fired. We hired this guy from the Dolphins, a divisional opponent, someone I watch two times a year, watch Adam Gase be terrible for three years, and then right after he... He coaches fucking the dolphins into the ground. We hire him. And, and I'm then like, he's great. Huh? The dolphins are did wonderful. We not just, yeah, did we not just watch this guy be terrible with the dolphins? Now he's our coach. Um he's got yeah. those crazy fucking eyes too. Owen oh, 15. Yeah, my conference. football teams are odor, Matt. Owen oh, 15. Mm. How about that? That's that's quite the record. Well, don't forget we share a, a couple of those. We, we share at least <laughs> half of that misery with you. Don't forget that. So yeah, Adam Gates. I was. I'm just. I, I'm just throwing it out there. It's early. And I've we always. I've never yet. liked Franklin. I'm gonna add that too. He's no. had some good seasons, but I've never warmed to him. There's something I don't know. Yeah. There's something about him. Uh, you know. Well, the thing is, they call they call James Franklin coach of Penn State football. They call him the Poon Hound. So I mean, do that they? in its own right is is <laughs> lovable. And I, I wondered know. during COVID. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to reassess my my opinion of him with given this new piece of information because I, I this is news to me. Who calls him the yeah, Poon Hound? Everyone in the industry, his nickname is Poon Hound. And despite he's got a wife What's and loving that? children, apparently. <laughs> but I wonder, I theorize that James Franklin, Penn State head coach, now sucks shit because during the COVID lockdown. He no longer has any access to Poon. And it's like it's like George Costanza. Remember when Costanza on Seinfeld stopped having sex and he became a super genius? Yeah, I think of so. Of course, Odie doesn't. No, of so course Seinfeld, I know that show. Yeah, of course. I know every well, you were just sitting there with a stupid look on your face. Well, I was thinking I had something to say when you were done. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's right there is that is he's the anti-Costanza. Like some people, he needs to get laid all the time. He's like a late. He's like the chick on the show. He has to get laid all the time. That's why they call him the poon hound. Keeps his blood flowing. He's got to get that baby batter. All the bad ideas store in his testicles and he's got to get it out. So now he can't get any poon because nobody's going out. There's nobody going in and out of Penn State. They're not traveling. There's no bars wife, open. His wife's in Florida. His wife's in Florida. His kids, they never want to come back. So <laughs> now his brain is getting contaminated with all that bad jizz. Bad batter. All right. And, uh, bad, I, I actually, bad, I don't know batter. why breaking, I did this Breaking myself, bad batter. But I watched a good 30 seconds of his press conference today, and I've never <laughs> seen a more defeated man in my life. Yeah, I was just going to ask, did he look a broken man? Yes, 100%. I thought he was going to, because he's such a salesman, I thought it would be like, he'll still find a way to be upbeat. And it's, No, it was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Wow. There's no way we're going to win a game. We were saying did they play the, the did they play chat. The, because it's because so, it's the holiday so it's time. Cooked. Do they play the so sad, the bird is uh, cooked, huh? Turkey's rest. <laughs> Turkey's cooked for Thanksgiving. Awesome. He's done. 
Dude, do they play the sad Thanksgiving music where they uh, skate around in a circle? Like, you know, that bad sad peanuts music. You should pull a clip and do it. <laughs> Maybe I won't. Guys, I only have like 15 seconds of the sad music to tell you about Good Morning Liberty. If you like being depressed, listen to Good Morning Liberty. No, I'm kidding. They're a great show. Friends of ours, supporters of our podcast. Go listen to them every day of the week. Fantastic takes about healthcare, libertarianism, how to bridge the gap, all that good stuff. Where am I at? Okay, I got three more seconds. Good Morning Liberty. Anywhere podcasts are heard. Thanks, Peanuts. <laughs> Maybe I will. I can screen oh, well. share it right now, but I bet you have a disabled, don't you? I don't even know how to enable it. Because sh- sure Odie never thinks about that. our terrible football team. Let's All right, let me up. see if I can fill if Let's I can bring it up. I'll try and see. Hold on. See, because if you're not, it's not like we can't switch. There on it Zoom, is. So I can't switch to you. No, no. The thing is. I have to share my screen. Let's see if it allows me to. All right. Yeah, yeah. Don't show these tips again. Share that screen. Let's do it. I'm going to share it. Share. Now, the question is, oh, no, I've, Chrome has lost permission to share these. I have to follow several steps to do that, but you know I'm not going to do any. Look, guys, if I followed any steps, I wouldn't be an alcoholic anymore. Fuck you, thing. I'm not going to follow your goddamn steps. Ridiculous. Anyway, it goes do-do-do-do-do. You know the ones. I mean, it's it's 2020. When are we going to get past steps? Like, you know, like you have to set something up on your computer. You got a list of 10 steps you got to follow. Can't we just, I mean, I don't know. Can't you just know, happen? You click a button. Or I, I, do things instantly. You don't want that because then you'll be, you'll basically, that's when we're cyborgs and we're, yeah. we're completely integrated with technology and it's just done with just a flick of a synapse. Yeah. Is that what it's you like, want? It's like that uh, South Park. Remember that South Park <laughs> episode had a funny thing about accepting the, uh, the terms without, a, without agreeing and reading to them where Kyle's ass gets stapled to another guy's ass, like some Japanese dude's crap in Kyle's pad? mouth. Yeah, human sentai exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just—he's like, oh, he's like, do you want to eat vanilla pudding or cuttlefish? And he's like, I guess cuttlefish, cuttlefish. <laughs> every time. And then his diary is cuttlefish in a cow's mouth. Truly disgusting. Oh, cuttlefish, disgusting. What I mean, even that, even with that episode, I still don't read any of this shit. But I'm also like of the mind, like, look. There's all these bills trying to pass to limit what you can share privacy-wise and what you can't and, like, making sure they can't take your information. But I'm like, look, I know they're going to take my information. And I know that half of them I can turn it off afterwards. But I also like getting all these insanely sophisticated products and services for free. And I know that that's how they make the money. And can we also just say, like, yeah, they say... Right. They have like different blockers you can install, like a Firefox. I don't use Firefox, but I actually read this today. Apparently, uh, because with Facebook, Facebook tracks everything you do. If you have Facebook download on your computer, on your phone, every fucking thing you do, every website you go to, Facebook is tracking that shit. And Firefox apparently has some plugin that you can download that that blocks some of that, which I I don't know if that really happens or not, but they say that. Um, So you get rid of Facebook. (laughs) Something else is going to track you. I mean, if you have a cell phone, right. everything you're doing is getting tracked. 
Um, Siri's listening to you. Alexa's listening to you. Clearly, Siri's listening to me. She's interrupted this podcast. Hey, Siri. You fucking cunt. You know, it only pops up when I want or never when I don't, which is always. Well, it's like what John McAfee said way back. I think like one of the first times Mark interviewed him. Um, Like the only way to have privacy is just you don't do anything. You don't have a cell phone. You don't have a computer and just go live, you know, off the grid somewhere. That's it. That's all you can do. Yep. If you want full privacy. No, it's literally true. People take it for advantage. They take for granted all the crap we have, like. Christmas is around the corner. We'll be doing our Naughty or Nice show coming up. There's a mini version of it with Thanksgiving turkey stuff. But look, you're going to give your kids, if you have kids, you're going to give them a shitload of stuff. I guarantee it tracks and reports and all the smart stuff in it is evil at its core. I mean, back in the days, we had what? G.I. Joe's. They were fun. We had imaginations. I don't think people have imaginations. They were anymore. fun, but they were propaganda. That was state propaganda for us to love the military and go it, overseas oh, and, it and, and totally brown people. Was. That's what it the G- totally Joe's were. Was. The only, well, was the only show that was not that was just the brainwashers into doing things like that. Were the only show that was not the turtles propaganda. propaganda also. Yeah, they are. It's trying to teach people that it's okay to live in the sewers because LA's got sixty thousand homeless fuckers roaming Sewer around on the street. Get those Giant. fucking chuds down below the surface, man. Giant Get rats. Warlocks underground. But I will say the only uh oh, I lost my It's gone. Something about toys and being conditioned, and now it's gone. You guys ruined it. No Thanks imagination, for- toys conditioned. You're gonna buy stuff for your kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's gone. CIA's listening. Oh, okay. CIA is listening to everything. We all know that. Um, you never said what you're not thankful for, though. So maybe you could do that. Me or JB? JB did, I think. He said the Jets, Adam Gase. Oh, that's you never true. Said, you never said anything. He didn't say his biggest turkey of the year. We're waiting on that. So my, okay. So I, yeah, what I'm not thankful for, for sure. Like you already said it, COVID, COVID hysteria. I'm not thankful for people buying into mass hysteria. I'm not into people accepting big government, which is what we've seen in mass in uh, in 2020 of just taking for granted that the government knows what's right and we have to go along with it and, and ratting out their neighbors. Not thankful. Not thankful for any of that shit. Uh, not thankful that also uh, the government's made me into a bit of a hypocrite and that I have even taken some of that government money because the way I look at it, if someone's stealing from me, which they effectively are by shutting down my avenues to make revenue, I might as well try to get it back, even knowing that it's all just being printed. So I am not thankful for that. That has made me uh, feel bad about myself. And I will say, though, <laughs> oh, I'm also not thankful for the Libertarian Party embracing wokeism during this last presidential cycle. Not happy about it. Not thankful for it. Tried to advise them against it, but yet we still saw them embrace the worst crap, idiotic bullshit of leftist wokeism. And of course, it resulted in them getting absolutely trounced as we could predict. 
Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, just to stay with the Libertarian Party for a minute. Yeah, I was just going to do the same. I was going to... Where you go ahead, go ahead, JB. I don't want to see a thunder, but I was like, you're just giving me my biggest turkey of 2020 is the Libertarian Party. There you um, go. And maybe not for the same reasons and like embracing. I think embracing wokeness, as you said, it is accurate. But I think it was the last grasp of like something that ultimately isn't a feasible thing like the. One yeah. thing that was the most enlight- enlightening was some of the podcasts on this show, on on this um, on the Lions of Liberty and some other libertarian shows, the the defeatist um, conversations that were occurring. Um, particularly, I forget who you were talking to, Odie, but it was it was this a realistic def- feeling that that you're, you're like being a libertarian is kind of like being like Sisyphus. Do you know what I do? You know, that Greek myth of the guy who's in the underworld who has to try to roll this rock up this hill. Yeah. And he never can. This that, by the way, this might have been me. This this might have yeah. been me with saying that yeah, I'm sick you, of losing. Yeah, you had like this really depressing monologue about like how did, like man. nothing's ever going to change, even if there's a grassroots like swell for a libertarian candidate, the powers that be will just switch a couple of levers and there goes those votes and that's not going to happen. No one's going to ever let this happen through these means and we're pretty much fucked. And um, I don't think the Libertarian Party is helping in any way to lift that feeling that this is all futile. Yeah. Um, If there's a way, I don't know, but I don't think um, I think the last couple of weeks have really brought that home to me, at least. And I think yeah. a lot of people that I listen to, I don't, I think you're, you too as well. So just yeah. thought I'd yeah. put that out there. I, I, I think, think there I is a way, I think there is a way, but the, that, but the problem is, like I said, the libertarian party has not accepted it and, uh, they don't listen to, you know, I mean, there's people out there talking, talking the truth, man. Me, you know, again, I've worked my whole career in fucking communications. You'd think they'd want to talk to me more. And I, again, at the beginning of the campaign, I was invited to be on several of these calls. And very quickly, I was not invited anymore because they had their bullshit thing that they were doing and then just kept on doing it. But Smith, Malice, me, Woods, I mean, th- there's coherent logical, practical ways that you can win people over and make good outreach and convince them without going down woke road and ostracizing the people that already like you or that would like you in in efforts to get people that will never like you. You know what, though? I think I don't think there is a way in the current culture for a third party outside of a celebrity coming in like a Mark Cuban. Are you wearing a I'm, not advo- I'm not advocating for that. Um, which I, I think I think actually <laughs> might happen on. though. Somebody like that will come in and take the libertarian nomination and steal the party. Odermatt is wearing a do rag, by the Odie, way. Odie, are you wearing a do rag? What the hell's on your head? I wish I was. It's a hat backwards. God, it looks it literally from this angle looks like a fucking skin tight, shiny do rag. That's a hat. Um I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that, Brian. Your do rags too tight. Anyway, um, I, I think maybe JB, I, I think I did talk about that. Um, the Libertarian Party, just my, my reflection on uh, politics in general. I think it was on uh, the Invictus Mind podcast. I don't know if you, if you heard that. But I, I really am. I, I, 
one of the reasons I'm thinking of changing my show from Felony Friday to something to something else is yes, we've seen some criminal justice reform, but we're, I mean, within the current confines of the political climate, within the you know the confines of duopoly, you know, I was really hopeful a year ago, two years ago, three years ago that we would be getting close to a point now where we would have like at least decriminalized uh, marijuana nationally. I think we're going backwards now. Although some states have, but have we're done not it going backwards though. It's just happening slower than you'd like. You know, there is some progress on that front. Like what? Five other states? I think. How many different states pass like yeah, either medical or full blown legal in this last election? And the next election there'll be more. You know, There's who knows? Sure PA will be on, and then there'll be some other states. Slowly but sure, like the the dominoes are falling. You know, it's yeah, just not happening. Sure, right? Yeah. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of progress this election. Like I was saying, like there's that was one of the few things I could take away that were kind of good from this election. But at the same time, the problem was how crazy is that? Again, all these fucking lefties despise Donald Trump. Donald Trump has let the most marijuana slash drug war uh, resurgence of the drug or not resurgence uh, retreat of the drug war. And has let the most amount of reform go forward for drug reform, as far as sentencing, as far as not having the federal government crack down. Obama was cracking down on fucking dispensaries like a motherfucker. Trump's like, no, no. He got rid of Jeff Sessions. He was like, Jeff, fuck off. We're not doing that. It's crazy. So a lot of progress has been, but the question is, what's going to happen under Biden-Harris? I don't think they can turn that tide. I seriously don't think they can. I don't think they can either, but they can enforce it for a while. I don't think it's which actually helps us. Which actually helps us. I I don't think it's there. I I think at least with that, at least with like decrim and like legal weed, I don't think it's in their interest to. I don't think they're going to. I think they see the writing on the wall, so to speak, in terms of what's what's going to happen. Maybe they won't just lift the lid on it. But I don't think they're going to stand in any state's way, for example, who wants to follow suit with, you know, like I think like the third of the states at this point now. So I think I the status right, quo, remi- I think I think they at worst, they'll they'll keep the status quo. What I'm um, hoping for is that they crack down on the status quo, because like what I was saying is that but, from a libertarian what perspective, to, to what end? More, what would, no, no. Here's here, here's my perspective. I actually hope they they nail down on. It. I hope that Biden goes the other way. Again, goes co-authored the fucking ninety four bill. Harris continues to be a piece of fucking shit, which he is, cop, because it'll wake more people up. Like we had, I predicted thirty percent of Black America would vote for Donald Trump. Now, actually, thirty percent. Yep. Wow. Do you know what actually that's, was? That's a bold claim. Bold claim. 30%. You know I, do you know? I I know. Well, our buddy Maurice, who's in the pride, bet me he said he'd double his uh, pride membership if I was right. And I think I might be pretty close to being right. There's the no way you're even close. No, you're not. You're not yeah, close I am. To being right. yeah, yeah, there's no I, did way. Did you read the latest? Black Americans voted, doubled their vote this year for Donald Trump. Even their if they vote, doubled it, I think that would be maybe 16. I think historically was, black people vote around 8% Republican in national elections. So that's so in the team. No, no, you're not wrong. It was something like they doubled from nine to 18% for black men. 
Okay, yeah, women. for black for black men. For black but, men. Yeah, so black you have to men, break it down. Women. Yeah. yeah. Women the- I did. Women voted something higher than you'd think. It was still like something between seven, and I think they increased like nine percent. Seven so they had voted, they had voted well, they had voted for uh, at like four percent, five percent. They doubled it. So you take those together, gentlemen, men and women. And we're not counting all the transsexuals out there who they tell us are getting massacred mass, uh, in mass. Um, you got fucking nearly 30%, do you not? That's not how no, that's work. not how that works. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not how math works, McWilliams. <laughs> that's not, no, that's not, no, you don't have 30%. That's no. If you, you have, have <laughs> you have something you, less. No, it would be something in between those two yeah. numbers. It's like an yeah. average, actually. Which, whichever is high, more higher, more higher weighted. Whichever is a larger population. Yeah, it, would, it depends. Yeah, it be it depends on like the group. And let's say it's roughly fifty fifty. It would probably push it towards some a number in the middle. So, what's your guess then? For total, for probably somewhere in, like I said, probably somewhere in the low teens. Yeah, I, nah, I would say wrong. it's probably ten to twelve percent overall. Which which is it? I mean, that's you're both idiots Republican and party, you're both wrong. I'm going to type which, it. Talk about yourself. Party, that, would, that would be right now. progress. That which would be, is an big, increase. I don't think it's a very impressive one. I wouldn't be you know bragging about it. But Dude, you know, it is you an increase. Any time you literally double your support is a pretty fucking impressive increase, especially among the but, one of the hardest to reach. Is it always the thing the is, point, is here's the point. I'll let you roll with this. I'll let you roll with this. Of just black males using that number, but you're comparing it against the overall black population. Because he did, so he's just he, one he might over have gotten less. Um, he's just one over nine percent more of the black male population than existed four years ago. That's not that impressive. Is there four year olds are voting? What? Four-year-olds are out there voting. These new four-year-olds are giving road for no. cards. Look, I'm with, the, with, the, with the Democrats, who knows? Probably four-year-olds are voting. You guys are now we're all getting drunk and being morons, and you're frustrating me. I'm going to look this part, this percentage up right now. You could tell me if you think I'm, I, you're arguing somehow it's a bad thing that well, Trump don't. got more. He literally doubled his vote within thing. the black community in I, America. I saw that statistic, and that was specifically. Um, the arguing with me this whole time. Well, the thing is, no, but they I don't say that wrong. They don't huh? know exactly what you it is. Goddamn dick, Doctor Science, dick of all dicks. They don't know exactly what it what it was, or they they never will, because it's all based on exit polling. You don't know how people voted. You can't like go look at you know demographically how people voted. It's all based on exit polling. Yeah, you, uh, you can. No, exactly. No, they don't do. take that. No, they don't you record votes from actual voted. votes. No, no, they don't do that. Can. Yeah. When they look back and calculate votes and they find addresses, but they don't have demographic they information. Don't know how anyone voted? No, yeah. they don't. They don't pull I, any of that. Well, all right. Party? Well, great. Now, gr- thanks a lot, guys. You've convinced me that the census is important now as a libertarian. Well done. Let's get some census people yeah, out ballot, there so I can find out about my black have vote. demographic information on it. Someone would have to do a lot of legwork to correlate that ballot to who you yeah, are as a idiots. person. Idiots do that. You see him everywhere. JB's rubbing his face like he's fucking on crack. What's wrong with you? <laughs> my beard itches. <laughs> Mine too. I'm growing it out. 
Um, okay, whatever. Moving on. Point being, the point I was trying to make, though, is that Trump got a lot more support from, yeah, more than ever from black, more than ever from Latino for than any Republican. And no matter what, that's that's not I've, you know, you say that, I but that's not necessarily not true. It is true. No, no, I'm not gonna say that's true, but is that necessarily a good thing? Yes, I'll tell you why. Because I keep hitting my mic. Sorry, guys. The reason why it's a good thing to me is that the way I look at it, all these people coming in are not necessarily going to be dyed in the wool, super hardcore, red fucking pill Republican. You know, well, we use red pills to get away, but they're not going to be like sold Republicans. I vote Republican, right? We have a unique opportunity probably now more than almost any time in history to talk to these people that voted Trump that are seeing, look, we've been fucked. The government's fucked us. The Democrats have promised us, but it's really the government's been fucking us this whole time. As libertarians go, look, you guys clearly don't go all the way that way. You've been voting that block forever, but you don't go that way. We're talking to you. We want to get to you. We're talking about economic opportunity. We're talking about not sending kids out to fucking war all the time. We're talking about not over-policing your goddamn communities. We're talking about legalizing the drugs that have been ripping your communities apart, which is not the drugs are not the problem. It's the policing. It's the fucking welfare state. If we can talk to these people, we can get them on board with libertarianism. But that's not Far right. more than them just going fucking straight right. You might be true, why. but first of all, they're voting for Trump. They're not voting for Republicans, and they're sure as hell not voting for Libertarians. The reason That's because they don't the, know any, man. But No, but I'm saying, but when they, when they cast that ballot for Trump, they weren't voting for those things. So saying that this is an opportunity, I think while that might be true, it's a tenuous one. And second of all, the reason why I ask specifically if that's such a good thing is because Trump is such a populist president who doesn't really have a freedom-based message. He, he, he says a lot of things. Some of them might be good, but most of them aren't true. And a lot of them are clouded in things that are not really liberty based. You yes think about, and no, man. Think about some, some of the things he's talking about, the troop movements in NATO. It's not so much that foreign interventionism is bad. Most of his rhetoric, if you pay attention, is the fact that he thinks we're being shortchanged on the amount of money we get. Oh, don't get me wrong. For, Trump's for being not, the policeman no, of no, the no, world. No, no, no. JB, you're missing. I'm not. I'm not saying that we need to go in and, and say Trump's the savior, and that's why we have to fucking prop this man up. Not in any way. My point is, these these people are disillusioned on a lot of different fronts, and we can go in and be like, "Here's our way of thinking. Here's what's never been tried before. Here's how we can help. Here's how we're focused on entrepreneurship, small business, individual liberty, individual property, not getting fucking fucked by the police. These things all." should speak to people, especially people that are fucking downtrodden, trying to get themselves out of the shit. Because I've said this for like, like, like candid, now it's a public show, but we've, we, you know, John and Mark and I had a candid conversation because I have an idea to actually start a nonprofit that I want to do if we get the time to lay it out. But let's call it the Lions of Liberty Foundation. But the goal of this would be to go into communities that typically do not learn or accept or know about libertarian values we're talking black we're talking probably asian yeah we're talking uh latino go in russia offer free maybe. classes what's that definitely russian, russian. maybe just have a very authoritarian culture little poland we're gonna be in little poland uh but going in there man and just like fucking laying shit out and be like here you go we're gonna have free classes 
I want to talk to Ron Paul about the Ron Paul curriculum. So we're going to get free education, free classes, free this. And the end goal would be to have a system in place where we teach people how running a business in a free market and honestly, to try to give them grants to start businesses. That's the goal of the foundation. Now, this is the first time I'm talking about this live because I got to put it all down on paper. And I've worked with nonprofits for 15 years now, so I know they work. But I think this is the way. Libertarians on social media, fucking kissing ass and woke bullshit's not going to do it. We need to get in there. I said this forever. We need to have libertarians succeeding, showing people how it's done. That's why Larry Sharp is good at what he does. That's why, you know, like we have to have people that are like in the community, like I'm a libertarian. I use this. Here's how I got here. This is the fucking way. Like the Mandalorian. This is the fucking way. Except you don't have to wear a goddamn helmet on your head. And the Lions of Liberty Foundation is going to help you get there. Yeah. And I, so that's I what do, we're working on over I, the, ho- over I, the holidays. I, I, I'm typing it up. I agree with Brian on, on two fronts here. Um, and I, I, I don't think, I don't know if I entirely agree, but I do think it's like just talking about Trump and the, the movement demographically. More voters, and I do agree that overall, more blacks did vote for Trump um, as a Republican than in the past. And, and the same thing, twice um, as many. Yeah, and the same thing when you look at you know Cubans in Florida, he took a lot larger percentage than uh, than Republicans in the past. Which I mean, not that there's like a lot to read into it, but I think the biggest takeaway is when people are no longer. Just, just when they lose that tether, when they're not tethered to the Democrat Party, which they've just really without thinking, just been voting that way seemingly for their entire lives. As soon as you vote for another party, even though it's Trump, even though I mean, and I'm not saying Trump is you know somehow better or you know more liberty oriented than uh, general Republicans. In some ways, I think he is, but I don't want to get into that now. But just losing that tether and voting a different way is an opportunity. In that now they're looking. Um, so, so their eyes are open a little bit. And the second point though, is I, I do think that politically, I don't think the libertarian party in any of our lifetime is going to be relevant on a federal level politically. We might get a couple of congressional seats. Maybe we'll get some state senators and some people in state houses, things like that. I don't think we'll be getting senators or, you know, presidents, unless we do have someone come in and hijack the party, which I think we'll have to defend against. But I do agree with Brian that the way forward and the way to spread the ideas is through, you know, helping other people and, and lifting them up and, uh, you know, showing them that really free market principles and uh, creating, you know, creating your own uh, vehicle for wealth is, is the way forward, not relying on the government, yeah. not relying on handouts and, uh, you know, entrepreneurship instead but, of uh, instead of that way. I, I both of the things that you said I agree with wholeheartedly, but I just don't understand how a vote for Trump represents those things because Trump doesn't represent those things. He doesn't espouse those things at all. He's a populist. He just says things that people want to hear. He's a charismatic leader. He doubled that percentage in the black population based on clouds and mirrors, not of anything right. of substantial mm-hmm. value. So you're no, expecting. Yes no. And no, what, 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 one thing I will say that I definitely think is important, and regardless of the way that Trump's done it, I'll can, I'll, I'll, I agree with Odie that getting that idea of your head that you don't have to automatically vote Democrat is paramount. The thing I tell all people when I say, when I tell people, that I don't automatically vote D being a black person, a black man, is that the minute that a political party can pretty much assuredly guarantee your vote is this 
the moment you stop becoming relevant. What's the point of like you no longer can hold them accountable? Now they can take your vote for granted when you vote for them from anywhere from a seven to nine to one ratio, depending on the area that you're in. It they don't they're they're no you're they're pretty much no longer beholden to you. They can pretty much do whatever they want and guarantee on your vote. The fact that it's so skewed, I think, is troubling and has done the back community no favors in the last forty years. That I say I say wholeheartedly, but. Yeah, I have to. I, I still have to stress that I don't think th- those upticks that Trump got were, um, I would say, like, can't find a better term than were not good because that doesn't really make sense. I don't think that it I don't think that's a natural lead into the things that you're talking about that are laudable because that's not what got them there to begin I, with. So I it's do, not a I natural see. progression. It's not like Ron I Paul think it is. Like, I think it is. We're talk- you, people like to talk a lot about Ron Paul libertarians, but because there's a reason for that, because he was espousing those messages well, while he was making his name on the national stage. Trump doesn't fucking do that. He's not bringing anybody towards these ideas whatsoever. He's no, no, only, no, no, he's no, talk- no. He, maybe. When he- Here's the thing. Yeah. It's the difference between bringing ideals. Here's the thing. And I, and I don't want people to think that I'm thinking Trump is some fucking massive messenger for liberty. He's not. My point is, and I, and I said this before in past, actually, I might have tweeted it. Uh, off into the void where nobody gives a fuck. My point about Trump is that it's not just that people believe his version of populist bullshit over the Democrats' populist bullshit, right? It's all promises of bullshit. Exactly. But the thing is, the thing is, he 100% woke a lot of people up because he said a lot of things pointing out the Democrats have done nothing for you here, here, and here. The Democrats' bills they put forward have fucked the black community here, here, and here, and Latino communities and everything else. The point I was making is that it's a lot easier to win these people over once they're out of that fucking helmet, that fucking you know, man in the iron mask of Democrat. I only vote Democrat. Now, if they're willing to listen to Donald joke-ass fucking Trump out there, it's Jamal. I think it's Donald we, Jamal Trump. Okay. Donald Jamal Trump. It's also Donald Trump, one of the most persuasive people in uh, the history of the world. Even after, losing the, after, even after losing the election, what is it? 80% of Republicans um, think the election was stolen, which I, to a certain extent, there was definitely fraud. But I, I also agree. Stolen, but but, but no, no, let me finish my point. My point is, though, it's very powerful. Once you can have any crack in that thinking and that armor, we can get in there. That's how libertarians operate, man. That's how... All of us didn't used to be. We, none of us were born libertarians. We, I was, you know, I came up Democrat, then Republican, then Democrat, then Republican. I'm switching. So then a crack got in there because fucking I'm talking to crack Ron Paul. I'm, talk, I'm hearing Ron Paul. And now that crack, crack is my fucking brain. That's why I operate. Crack, crack brain. Crack brain. Crack brain. Well, you have crack brain. <laughs> that was in Cleveland. I well, the other thing about, <laughs> we'll about, we'll hear about uh, the general gamblers. What a lot Do you of get forget. what I'm saying? I get, what I get saying. what you're saying. Hold on, wait. I, I, let's I, say I this. Touch let, on, I want to touch on Ron this. Paul first for a minute. I want to say this for the bonus show. I think this is the bonus show. We're saving this for the bonus show? What? Come on, I, man. We're fucking ripping. We're rocking. It's already yeah, over. Things are just heating up right now. Yeah, well, that's what these dickheads got to pay for the fucking bonus content, don't they? <laughs> Save this conversation. We're going to continue this because this is a 30-minute conversation. We're going to continue this on the bonus show for the Pride because we haven't even gotten to say what we're thankful for or who our biggest turkey is. So let's wrap up 
We're already in an hour and 10 did, minutes. Though. And I got to add in some fucking ass. Biggest my biggest turkey. turkey. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, you guys already said your biggest turkey. You said yeah, Andrew you Cuomo. Yeah. Oh, okay. JB says. And Tom You said Libertarian Party. My I'm least biggest thankful Adam Gay's biggest turkey Libertarian Party. My biggest turkey <laughs> of the year is actually my my who who I'm most thankful for and my Libertarian Turkey are tied into one. Oh yeah, yeah. Biggest turkey of the year, Andy Craig of Cato. Andy Craig. Andy Craig is the guy who came on and he is uh, throwing shade, and I never even really knew who he was. Biggest Andy Craig oh, of the year okay. of the year, yeah. okay. and Dave I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the yeah the argument that Mark moderated. That the guy. argument that I I swear to God, man, listen to that guy it was unbelievably difficult. He was such a fucking ingenuous dickhead, and uh, I, I'm sure he'll never come he back on the show dickhead, now. Yeah, Andy Craig was awful. Bigger turkey, He's my Andy turkey. Craig, bigger turkey than all the liberal Democratic governors infringing upon rights. Yeah. I'm going with even Andy bigger Craig. than because Adam Andy Gates. Craig's an enabler, and Andy Craig is also somebody who enables libertarians <laughs> to attack other libertarians on the basis that they may be a bigot, a racist. Look, what's worse? But that's just going to happen. What's worse? Wait up. What's worse in your mind? A a bunch of Democrat liberal, you know, lefty douchebag senators out there throwing crap. You know that's going to come, or somebody that's got Cato letters stamped on him. That's going after other libertarians who are doing the Lord's goddamn work, you know, Tom Woods and going after uh, going after Dave and fucking probably Stapleton, everybody else that's preaching a more standardized, non woke level of bullshit, and it's not trying to kiss ass and calling them fucking racist and calling the bigots and ripping them apart and saying they're a tool of the alt right. What bigger turkey can I give you? Ah, the stamp of uh, Cato discredits him, in my opinion. But I think that's fair. But it, it reminds me of one point about you that makes you a turkey, McWilliams. Whenever, whenever you laugh and make fun of the left for eating their own, I can't feel but like like the biggest hypocrite of the world because you're a libertarian. If I've never seen like people oh, eat their own more, that like JB, be honest. How often do I go after the libertarians? Not often. Well, no, no, you don't. But it just seems like like eating your own like eating your own is a symptom of any group with strong ideological leanings. It it goes for I libertarians agree, as well. Man. Like the minute you deviate from what you think is the you know the canon, the fucking knives come out. I've seen yeah, it dude. happen for but, years, but so many times, like Look, a million knives can come time. out. And eyes could come out. And on recent episodes, I've I've poked Elizabeth Nolan Brown, but I also have not had yeah, just so a vow. Yeah. Like of anyone just talking about eating their own. Give me a fucking break. Well, look, <laughs> like, Elizabeth, Nolan, Elizabeth Nolan Brown went after Ron Paul, who brought a, 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 me and millions of other people into the movement. It's just a dumb move. I know what you're saying, and it's not a good, it's not a bad point. But my point is that the knives that I bring out are more based upon you know ethical things. I have I have no interest in liberty. Period contest in general but when you got people like andy craig who's There's going so after many. other people and calling you them don't. racists do i ever call anybody a fucking M- racist McCoy, in I, the party? I don't think you're one of them uh, i'll put no, that out there i'm not accusing you of be, of this behavior i'm saying it's per- they're pervasive in the community you can't deny that but i'm not saying you're a oh i agree and we and we try to cut them out of our record lives. i would say on record that you do not 
But it does exist. You have to acknowledge it that it does. It, it, exist, it definitely right? does exist. And libertarians, <laughs> libertarians are are worse than uh, than liberals or, or Republicans. In yeah, that, there's so many purity tests and litmus tests and fighting. Yeah, and I, like, hope they're, they're I hope they're hearing, and I hope they knock that shit yeah. off. So when you say that, I, I always laugh when you make. I was like, look at yeah. look around you, McWilliams. Really, talking about throwing stones in glass houses. You know, All right, I'm looking around right now, guys. <laughs> I am announcing Electric Liberty Land is branching off at the Lions of Liberty podcast. It's going to be a brand new show and a brand new network. It's going to go in uh, gas digital. Electric Liberty Land <laughs> starting up Monday. Thank All right, what God. Are you- Thank God. It's a weight lifted off our shoulders. <laughs> What the weight of the the weight of all the listeners I bring, <laughs> but just one more thing on the uh, you know libertarians eating their own, liberals eating their own, all that stuff. Libertarians, yes, I agree with JB. They are they are the worst political party or political philosophy at attacking each other and tearing each other down. Um, and not only in that we, we never come together and decide to vote one way or in a single issue. It seems we never do. But e- even outside of that, just upon. Uh, Although I will say libertarians are very good at getting behind charities. I, I've seen that happen, which is fantastic. Yeah. But what liberals do is they'll eat each other up and beat the fuck out of each other. And then when uh, somebody says, hey, we're all voting for Joe Biden here. Oh, don't worry. He's you know 78 years old and doesn't even have a mind. Don't worry. Just vote for him. Everybody votes for him. It's like, okay. So they, yeah. I mean, they'll eat each other, but then they'll get right in line. And vote. Well, there's but, also but no way line, back. There's no way that, back to leftists. You're just toast. You're done. But they, they but burn not, you to the ground so hard and so viciously you cannot they come do, back. Yeah, they do. The, the, the scorch earth tactics I don't appreciate. I'm a man I'm a man who believes in redemption. I think I would say that. I don't think anyone's ever irredeemable. So I don't like those types of scorch earth I mean, you can never come you back. You are on this podcast now, and you were formerly irredeemable when you started coming on it. And now <laughs> full more libertarian. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but what were you saying before Automat? I, I lost my train of thought. There was something you I don't said know. that I'm I wanted to, to I wanted to respond to. We get to the bonus show though, you libertarians so sh- uh eat each boy. other, but liberals at least vote for Oh no, um, yeah, you're yeah. saying voting for Biden, but like I, where I work, of course, I work at a hospital a children's hospital, predominantly liberals. And the the minute that it became evident that Joe Biden pro- probably won, you know what two grad students in my lab said? Oh, thank back. Like they said this in jest, but because one of them was wearing a shirt that says politics as usual. And the other grad student looked at them and said, thank back. Thank God we can get back to just regular old corruption. It's not like and then we had a laugh about it. It's, it's not like liberals think like the government's not fucked. They know the government is fucked. They just want their normal fucked back. The they don't thing want that's crazy to me, though. Donald Trump fucking visage Save in their it. face Save anymore for the pride they, show like, i'm writing it down and, and we all laugh i laugh too because we all know it because we're all not stupid right they, we they, know they like they're fucking behind the curtain where they, yeah, they like their normal it's not reported yeah, by the media exactly. like yeah. this Hold is on. what i i want to this is a great conversation again save for the pride show that we're going to do the bonus show because this is an interesting concept that if people, I, I'm shocked. Okay, anybody we can think that Donald on. Trump is more corrupt than the, anything that's come before well, him. I know you're not no, not more that. regular. I mean, this is the thing. That's why I like the I like the turn even of phrase. That. Not more. Not David even for the pride show. Regular high level teaser. Yeah. High level teaser, folks. Okay, so here's the last thing, though. I said uh, I said my turkey of the year, but I didn't say who I was most thankful for this year. Obviously, I got two. 
our listeners, we've grown a lot this year. I'm also very thankful for all my lines of liberty. I am. Uh, I'm still unbelievably moved by the fact that, you know, God, guys, it's uh, it's like fucking t- like 20 years ago now, maybe less, 15 years ago now. We all met each other in college. We uh, fell apart. We reunited. We are now very close, probably closer now, most of us than we had been in college. That is insane. And, uh, and and libertarianism has brought us here, which is maddening. And then my second thing is I do want to say I am thankful for Dave Smith. The heave with the weave. He has a fake hair. If anybody doesn't know that, he is like uh, Jeremy Piven. A lot of hair plugs. But no, I, I do want to thank Dave Smith, who this year hosted our podcast, uh, the the debate. Right? He said we, sh- we hosted his podcast. But... We did get a massive, massive amount of new patrons off of that. So thank you all for that. Dave, thank you. Even though you continue to be impossible to get a hold of by text, by email, by tweet. I don't know how to get a hold of Dave. I'm just going to drive to his house and punch him in the cock. So anyway, Dave, if you hear this. Get a hold of anyone. Thank you. Thank you. All right. JB, Odie, who do you want to go? Me? JB. I guess I'll go extra sappy because I probably don't say it enough. I'm I'm thankful for my wife. I think, yeah, yeah. Only like I think about it's like being locked down and seeing all these people who are struggling and isolated and stuff like that. I never had to worry about that because I have a you know a ride or die soldier right with me the whole time, and you know I it's made it a lot easier having to deal with this bullshit and you know i don't think i say that enough or at all so i just want to put that out there on record yeah i just want to put record that jb's wife does not listen to this podcast yeah, never and, will. yeah and i'm just doing and this tomorrow, for no credit whatsoever <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and on thursday they're gonna say what they're thankful for and jb's gonna look her dead in the eye and go that butt yeah. <laughs> probably will <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think almost I almost certainly will now. Thankful for the titties. <laughs> Exaggerated wink. Took, took a nice, <laughs> nice moment there, Brian, and just totally, totally washed it down the drain. But that's what we do. Anyway, on the same same lines as JB, I, I will say two things. First, you know, I will say, you know, that this year with uh with Felony Friday, um Probably, I think more so than any other year, I have seen, uh, you know, incarcerated individuals uh, who either I'd, I had advocated for or had had people on the show adv- advocating for their release get released. I had, uh, you know, spouses of people who were come on the show advocating for their uh, their husbands or, or their, I guess, both cases for their husband's release. Both of them were uh, were released, and then to go and get you know get like a, a thank you from uh, from those families and from those individuals when they got out, you know, thanking me for for what I'm doing. This freaking blows my mind that it's you know just the small things that I do with this show could in some way make make a difference. So, I mean, really, the thanks goes out as as Brian said for stuff like that to have this this voice and this platform. It goes to our uh, our listeners and especially our Pride members and especially. I mean, our longtime Pride members, I'm not going to list you guys off. You know who you are, the ones who have been with us like since the beginning. Um, it's, it's just amazing uh, what, what you guys have, have done to, to help us along. But uh, to echo JB, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't have done any of this, any of this without, without my wife. Uh, 
Well, that's like going to wrap up award. our show, did, guys. Did Thank you for joining. No, go ahead, Eddie. <laughs> um, I mean, because I mean, this takes a lot of time to do this, to to make this show and do these bonus shows and to do Bravo and beer, to do everything. And uh, she she puts up with it reluctantly sometimes. And uh, bet. And in this in this past year, twenty twenty, I mean. Yeah, to have to have her by my side, and, and I mean to have to have Ruby, to have my daughter, to uh, you know make it easier to laugh and have fun, and it really makes me think to people who, you know, out there who don't have that, and now right now we're going into another freaking lockdown, and people can't go out, they can't be with friends, they can't be with their family, they're being told to stay in their house, and I'm thankful for what I have, and but I'm you know pissed off that you know other people. Unfortunately, you know, are going to have a harder time if they're, you know, not, you know, with a significant other, or, you know, don't have a, you know, someone living with them to, uh, you know, to get some community, to get some friendship. So, yeah, that's that's what I got. Love it, love it, but what love what both you guys said. I guess now I have to, in case Sandy will listen to this. My wife. <laughs> no, no, you make a good point. It's uh, I, I don't think people it's realize just um, now. Don't even bother. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to take a different tack. No, my wife's amazing. I, I talked about her enough. But, you know, it is true. This show, we've been doing a long time. We do not make, actually, this year for the first time, we're, we're taking, uh, what do we give ourselves, $100 payment? Owning. So we gave ourselves $100 off yeah. the show, $400 yeah. at the end of the year. So we do the show, you know, every day of the week, three times a week, guys, plus all the bonus stuff. We have not been taking any money from the show. We've been trying to grow it and put it in. And, and uh, obviously we help donors see out um, still until COVID ends. We're giving uh, 10% of everything we do to donors see, which is a libertarian charity that directly helps people. And I don't want to go too long because we're all getting bored. We got to do a, we got to do a bonus show, but yes. Um, yeah, the show means a lot to us. It means a lot to a lot of people out there. And um, I guess that's why we keep doing it, because it is a labor of love, guys. That much I can assure you. I know for a goddamn fact that there are some days that Odie doesn't want to show up for work, that I don't want to show up for work. JB doesn't even get paid the uh, the, the pittance we're going to give ourselves to show up. Nor does Rico, and uh, and Mark does his thing, whatever that is called, but uh, quote unquote work, and we do it because we know that you guys are out there, and um, we appreciate you. So, happy Thanksgiving! Violate all the laws, and from uh, from me, Brian McWilliams, from John Odermatt, a Philly Friday, from JB Lubin, the Philly Philly, you like to call him Conspiracy Corner, yeah, Conspiracy <laughs> Corner. From Lions Liberty, from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to liberty.